Hi, hello, I'm Katerina, and you've just joined Creators Abroad's podcast. Are you ready to take risks, find opportunities and spark your imagination? That's why I'm here, to be part of your creative journey and share tips with you on how to build a new life anywhere in the world. And most importantly, make a living as a creator. To do that, I invite awesome creatives from all walks of life and corners of the globe to discuss one important topic close to our hearts. Attitude is everything. If any of you have taken the time to look at my podcast cover very closely, you would have noticed these words written on the t-shirt I'm wearing. I know it's a tiny cover, so I don't expect any of you to have done this. But it's only until recently that I started thinking about these words. And not so long ago, I was taking on too much and trying to do everything at once because I thought this was going to get me to my goal quicker. And then I realized it was probably the fastest way to run out of steam. Now, as entrepreneurs, as creatives, we have loads of good ideas, but we can't implement them all at once. And the reason why we set off to be independent as artists is not because we wanted to work 24-7 and never have a break and have an imbalanced life and actually become pretty miserable after a while. That's not the goal. But how do we find the way to think about this so that we don't burn out? How can we change our mindsets and decide exactly where we want to go and the best road we can take to get there? Because really, the right mindset can give you the creative life you want. And to unpick this question of how much mindset impacts the outcome of both difficulties and successes in our life, I invited Malta's mindset coach, Ken Attar, to talk about what does it really mean when we say attitude is everything. As we try to grow our businesses as creatives, does it really need to be that frustrating? Because as entrepreneurs, frustration is probably one of the key feelings we experience because either things aren't moving quick enough, we are not heading in the direction we want to be heading, or we simply don't know where to focus next. So what does mindset have to do with all of that and how can it bring us closer to a pivotal moment in our journey, carving out a living for ourselves through our art? Loads of questions, but before we get started, it would mean the world to me if you take a few seconds right now to rate and review this podcast on Apple. Simply scroll right to the bottom of the podcast information. You can leave me a quick review there. Reading your reviews makes all of this so much more worth it because I know there are people listening out there and I have an idea of what they think. And if you do find value in this episode, please share it with someone for whom it can also make a difference. These are two quick ways in which you can show your support for creators abroad. Okay, well, here we go. Welcome to the show, Ken. Thanks for having me, Katarina. I really appreciate it. Can you introduce yourself in the style of a film trailer? Sure, will do. So, Kenneth Tard. He helps frustrated entrepreneurs to adapt and pivot their business. Using his proprietary ARC method, they are able to have more time freedom guaranteed. Have you ever wondered how so many entrepreneurs' live lives have become stagnant and seemingly with no way to adapt and pivot their business? 
What if you could now begin to truly understand how you could adapt your business whenever you needed, regardless of the circumstances and uncertainty surrounding you? I have developed the Unique Arc Method, a proprietary, proven, simple process helping you to shift your thinking so that you too can adapt and pivot your business, enabling you to have more time and energy and ultimately increasing your profitability, guaranteed. I like the idea of having more time and energy. Oh, yeah. So we're going to find out how all of that works. <laughs> <laughs> Scene one. One mindset for all. Or all for one mindset. I think there was like a Three Musketeers <laughs> thing. That I can't remember it, it definitely now. Definitely was. Yeah. Definitely was. <laughs> yeah. So you, spe you specialize in mindset coaching and established your business in Malta. But you're originally from Canada and to unravel why mindset can change the outcome of our professional journeys, let's start with the ability to adapt to a new culture because we always have a discussion around this when the guest does have like, you know, those the transition from one culture to another. So what came as a surprise when you moved to Malta as a teenager and how did you adapt? Okay, excellent. Yeah, so as a surprise, it's funny because I, I used to visit, my parents are both Maltese. So I did mm. used to visit Malta um, uh, every couple of years. We used to visit for a vacation um, uh, to visit family and so on and so forth. Um, so when I was at the age of 14 and my parents had decided that they wanted to move back, uh, basically, I think my dad decided that um, he had had enough of shoveling snow and just wanted to go where the sun shines 300 days a year. Um, I, I really gave no qualms. I like I really didn't put up like a, a, a like I had no problem. I said, yeah, because I had I have very fond memories of coming here. And so ultimately what the surprise was, was really like, Ken, you know, you have not gone on a long-term vacation. <laughs> you, uh, I, I suddenly found myself, some of the biggest things that I had to adapt to um, without a doubt was schooling. I went from mm. going to school in a jeans and t-shirt and a co-ed school to an all-boys school in a brown uniform with a polka dot tie. Um, uh, and you can, and, and to this day, I still remember that because, and you can tell how, what, a, what an impact it had. Right. And, you know, at 14, you know, I mean, the hormones are moving and I was like, you know, where did all the girls go? Like, uh, yeah. I'm like, so there, there was definitely some, some shifts in, in, with regards to education. And besides the fact that the academic level was actually, uh, much higher than Canada. I went from a, yeah. from a from an above average student to just an average student here in Malta um, had to make up for some time as well. It was actually fun. The academic level was so much more different that I was actually in a, in, let's say a, not a lower class, but yeah, most, I was, I was one year older than most of the students because that's the level that I was at. That was, those were a huge adapt, you know, and you know, Moving away from friends, without a doubt, at 14, that has an impact. I didn't realize, you know, how, let's say, how big an impact. And the other real impact that I talk about is that I was an avid ice hockey player. And <laughs> I moved to an island that has no ice, <laughs> except for yeah. the ice that's that's in the freezer. And that, that was, that was 
And and at that time, it really cut me off in the sense of we're we're going back to 1979. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, internet was not. Av I mean, the, the connection with 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 Canada was was pretty much uh, cut off for the most part. You know, you know, there yeah. were no smartphones. You weren't in touch with your friends and. Uh, that's it. It was so. So those were big. Those were definitely big changes that I really had to adapt to, and um, and and really come. Now when I look back, I had to really come to terms with some stuff like that. That um, I mean, it worked out without a doubt. Like everything yeah. does, most of the time work out. Um, but those were definitely big changes that I had to make during that period, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, Malta is actually a fascinating place because when I went on holiday there, first of all, it was like the first time I ever heard Malta. I didn't even know how I ended up going on holiday there, but it's a okay. tiny island. I think Absolutely. you can drive from one side of the island to the oh, other yeah, end it's... in like a day. Absolutely. It's, a, it's about it's about 120 square 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 miles. Mm. But 120 yes. square miles, 300 square kilometers, if I'm not mistaken, without a doubt, you can drive from one end of the island to the other within the hour. I mean, depending yeah. on traffic, depending <laughs> on how, it, it, although it's very yeah, small, it's funny bad. how the roads are, are very bending, right? It's not just it one is. straight road that goes right through the island, far from it. Yeah, we make it and, sound so easy. It's just like, right yeah, through. Yeah, no. yeah no, no, we still, we still, we still uh, end up sometimes in traffic and so on and so forth. So yeah, those, you know, the smallness of the island, without a doubt. But uh, actually that worked in like over, over time when i look back i actually love the small smallness of the island mm -hmm. um whenever i get back like it's always amazing whenever i do get back to canada one thing that always like i'm always in awe of is the amount of space in canada like i mean you can drive and drive and drive and you just keep on driving and i go <laughs> like there's just so much space and malta is a very dense it's one of the most densely populated um, uh, countries in the world because when you consider we have like you said uh, you know 300 square kilometers and we have you know about 500,000 people plus yeah. you know on, in, under normal circumstances we have about 2 million visitors a year so you can you can see how how densely populated the, uh, the island can get without a doubt yeah. but it's an amazing place I love it yes no I really enjoyed the holiday and the culture is fascinating I don't even I can't really describe it in any way because of all the influences it had as well from Absolutely. well different European countries. But thinking now about like the drastic change, because I mean, you're still in Malta, you're now Malta's mindset coach. So you must have been able to adapt and kind of carve out a living for yourself. But thinking now about drastic change, and this is why I always love the question or investigate this a little bit in all these episodes about like moving from one country to another or even just one town to another is because of that move and the change is what it does to us inside as people because we have to adapt to something so vastly different and from a mindset coach's point of view what is the biggest obstacle um when it comes to embracing drastic change i, th I, th I think one of the one Let's say the biggest obstacle, if we want to look at it as an obstacle, is is really acceptance. Mm -hmm. um, when uh, when when someone's not willing to accept that a situation is what it is. So, you know, I like I said, I found myself on the island. I found myself having to learn a new language because I basically knew English because my parents made sure of that. So when I found myself on the island, I did need to learn. Not that everyone everyone knows English here, but I was in school. I needed to learn Maltese. I and if I was going to work, I wanted to learn the language so that I could have different opportunities. Okay. And I think one of the biggest challenges for anybody, including anybody. 
anybody, people who are moving, entrepreneurs, people in general, is resistance to change, is not accepting the fact that a situation is what it is. When you can accept that, you can now you can now put yourself in a position to say, okay, what is it that I need to do to, you know, in, in, in the case of moving to a different country is to essentially what everybody wants is to be happy. So, you know, to what, what is it I can do to make a living? What is it I can do to um, uh, um, get myself, let's say, uh, in, in, integrate, in, integrate within the, within the community that I can become a part of of the island in my case a part of the mm-hmm. people here and mm-hmm. and looking at at possibilities of how to move forward when someone is not willing to accept then it's going to be a lot more challenging for them without a doubt because if you're not willing and and the thing is this is that change is happening anyways it it really doesn't matter where you are i mean it's amazing how you can have one person who can move from one country to another and have an amazing experience in each and every country and love each and every country. Or you can have someone who moves around a lot and finds all the flaws in that country and and just does not have a good experience. What's the difference between those? It's really their outlook on it and how they're looking at at it. And it's and it's no different for for your for your life in general. Are are you willing mm-hmm. to look at the things that are working for you? Or that can work for you? Or are you willing to just constantly look at what you think or what your perception is of what's working against you. And 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 this is why I say acceptance is 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 a huge part of it and accepting the fact that okay, I'm in this situation now. What can I do? It's as simple as that. It really is as simple as that. What can I do to make the best of the circumstance that I find myself in at this particular moment. And I think that's one of the biggest obstacles for anybody moving to different places, anybody moving from one job to another, is accepting yeah. that, okay, this is a new adventure. And and if you look at it as an adventure, and, and if you look at it in the bigger scheme of things and how things generally do pan out in your favor, and, and that's something else to discuss about with regards mindset, and then you know what, you're gonna be fine. You're going to be fine and you just find ways that you can actually move forward. Yeah, and I think that's such an important thing that you highlighted in terms of its acceptance and it's also finding what's going to be good about this situation instead of always looking at the negative because there are you always have the black and white in a sense, although there's lots of gray, but it's the same for changing jobs. And that's the other question that we that I normally love investigating is that whole process of kind of going from a job that you don't like, or don't enjoy, and how to find your way to something that you do enjoy that brings fulfillment. And it's sometimes what holds us back is just being stuck on, you know, the comfort of what we know, and the fear of perhaps what's going to go wrong and the giving up the comfort. But yeah, I actually remembered the musketeer thing. It's one for all, all for one. So one mindset for all, all for one mindset. Um, so. There you go. And, and, and people go through, it's, it's, it's interesting as well that you're saying that is because for the most part, people go through more or less the same challenges, the same challenges, the same problems, the same challenges come up for people so you know whether it's job security whether it's fine you know like the financial situation whether it's fitting in that's the word i was looking for before is fitting mm. in and uh, finding ways to fit in you know and 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 just 
and and just finding those ways where you can you know this is where rapport comes in tremendously when i look back now i was very lucky that for instance i was pretty good at sports so when it came to school i managed to make quite a few good friends because i was pretty good at sports so i was accepted a little more a little quicker and i was also reminded by my parents very often as well and um, i remember in the school we were we were two two foreigners sometimes as as individuals we want to feel special and I could have opted and said, okay, I'm the special one, you know, I'm a foreigner. Mm. But I found out very quickly that the more humble I was, the more I, I, I sort of like found ways to integrate and, 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 and fit in, the easier the transition was going to be for sure. Yes, because if you just kind of went like, yes, I'm the one that's <laughs> one of two, <laughs> not yeah, quite exactly. fitting Look in. at me. Look yes. at me. I'm special. And, you know, and yeah. I, I think I would have been looked down, looked down yeah. upon very, yeah, very definitely. quickly, very quickly. <laughs> and I mean, it's it's nothing. Sometimes we do like the fact when we're not quite like when we're the 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 odd one out. We sometimes it makes you feel like okay, well, there's something different about me. But it is so important that you shouldn't think in that sense because when you adopt the mindset of um you know like i'm kind of different from others i'm better than others then the, your ability to integrate as you said is going to be so so difficult and we find this unfortunately a lot with in cultural context as well like between different cultures so oh you're not like from that part or whatever and then looking down on those people so it's so important to just have like an open approach to these questions thinking a little bit about our uniqueness as human beings. So we are all unique and that is true. But as unique beings with different experiences and the thing about mindset or attitude is it's such a personal thing. But when we kind of hear other people talk about it, it's always like, this is the mindset, you know, like this is the thing that you need to do. Now, is there just one mindset for all or is it a developmental process and really what do you do? How do you approach other people's advice? Well, the the way I look at it is this: when when it comes to mindset, yes, we all have we all have our personal, let's say, our personal issues or our personal challenges that that each and every one of us is going through, and that's mm-hmm. that's potentially you know that's that's the way we grow is when we go through these challenges. I mean, if every if anyone's going to think like I'm all about. I'm all about life being fun, life being easy, being fulfilling, you know, being inspirational. And that does not mean that it does not come with its challenges. And each and every one of us have our challenges. The thing is, I believe that each and every one of us are going to have our own distinct challenges as well, although some of them might be very similar. So some people might have challenges with money. Some people might have challenges with relationships. Others might have challenges with health. We're we're all here to learn certain lessons during this very, very short time that we are here. And and we cannot we can opt to learn these lessons. That's one of the, or, or we we cannot learn those lessons. That's that's perfectly fine as well. And this is where the part where we're all the same comes into it, anyways. Because, you know, we 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 do want to. We a lot of people, you know, we talk about standing out and being different and being individuals. But at the same time, for the most part, people 
it's it's not the differences that there are are the behaviors of people the essence of each and every one of us is exactly the same if we were to look at it at an energetic level or if we were to look at it from a spirit level we could call it and the essence of each and every one of us is exactly the same that's why it's so important when we are um, integrating with people that we do look beyond just the behaviors because we want to sometimes we want to blame people for their behaviors and and I'm not saying that I I, I condone every single uh, behavior that that someone carries out but the fact is they are behaviors and behaviors can change is there just one way of there, there's many ways I, I believe there are many ways to the road to success if you want to call it from a standpoint of mindset I think what's really important that everybody has the capability of of using of, of the capability of learning is the fact that yes there is a process that goes on when it comes to your thinking whether you like it or not the byproduct of the way you are thinking are the results and the experiences that you are having in your life just to make it really simple the byproduct of the way you're thinking is directly linked to the results and, and the experiences that you're having in your life. So if there are certain areas in your life that you're not quite happy with the results, the experiences that you're having, you are gonna have to go right back and start to notice the way, the way you are thinking, which again then is connected with the beliefs you have. Now, let me let listeners off the hook. Some of those beliefs, it's not your fault. You were you were taught that way. You were brought up that way, especially when you were very young. Between when you were born to the year the, to the seven years old, you had a lot of programs installed into you. So you know if you always constantly heard you know if a child constantly hears you're good for nothing, you're good for nothing, you're good for nothing. At some point, potentially they're going to believe that, and they can carry that on with them mm-hmm. um, in, into adulthood. The thing is this though, you can change that. But this is the one of the things that I for me is really, really important. When I first got to know about started to dabble into personal development, which probably around 2004, 2005, what stu- stood out for me was this. I was listening to speakers. I was I was reading books and I was like, I was literally blown away. I was like, how come they don't teach us this stuff in school? I'm like, yeah. I mean, like, it's just like how they don't teach us how to use our mind in school and how the way we're thinking is having an effect. And that's what got me so, so um, intrigued. And I carried on and I carried on learning. And and I like to mention this. And there's something that I personally call the triple U syndrome, a U being the letter U. And basically it's 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 this. Most people have heard about mindset. Nowadays, most people have heard about mindset um, in one way or another. And some have been intrigued by it and they go, oh, that's really interesting. But, and, and they might dabble in it for a day or two, maybe a week, you mm-hmm. know? And then somehow it just gets sort of like put on the back burner. They just say, you know what? One day I'll get to it, right? Yeah, and it's so weird when you say that because you think like mindset is just how you are. You can't really, you know... <laughs> delay it it's now or never it's 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 a practice right it's it's a practice so yeah so so what happens is 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 people just underrate it it gets put on the background and they underrate it so that's the first you and because they underrate it they also underestimate it that's the second you now if i told you 
If I, if I, if I know for certain, and I'm telling you that, listen, your mindset is your superpower. If I were to tell you, listen, your mindset is your superpower, I can guarantee you that if you really learn how to use the way you think, you can have everything that you want, you can have all the relationships that you want, the business, the, the, the life that you truly want, would you continue to put it back here, back, in, back on the back burner? Or would you bring it in front of you every single day? And the thing is this, because it gets underrated, because it gets underestimated, it gets underutilized. Mm. And again, to let listeners off the hook, it's not your fault. The only reason that you don't do it is because you still don't have a strong enough belief that it actually is your superpower. So what I do is try to get people to understand or, or I, I get people to understand and realize, hey, listen, this is your superpower. You want to bring it in front of you every single day and every single day, find a way to maybe learn something new, as minute as it may be. Learn something new uh, with in, in regards to personal development so that you can be a, a tiny bit of a better version of yourself tomorrow than you are today. And you can do that by using your mindset so that you can be and and it's with your mindset that you're actually going to be more creative and you're actually going to be you're going to be inspired rather no, than what we've been taught what mm -hmm. we've been taught for the most part is that we need to struggle we need to suffer and we need to make sacrifices mm -hmm. and 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 we give trophies to those who do that which is fine which is fine. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, you will have your challenges throughout your career. But if you've decided that, let's say, being an artist or being an entrepreneur equals suffering, equals sacrifice, equals lack, equals, uh, uh, let's use creativity, let's, let's say, equals the struggling artist then it shall be that way because you believe that. And this is where mindset comes in. Yeah. You can shift it. Yeah, no, a lot of people, they want to hold on to that idea and that's what baffles me. Well, basically, they, they, they want to continue with because that's what they know. Amazingly, some people are, 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 are it, this just reminds me of the poem by Marianne Williamson where she says, you know, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. When people think about that, you know, some people are truly scared of being successful because they're like, okay, if I have this success, what am I going to do with it? Because suffering, struggling has become such a strong identity for them. But so it's, it's su such an ingrained identity that if you were to take it away from them, all of a sudden they'd be go, who am I? I'm no longer the struggling artist. I'm success. I I can be successful. That's a possibility. But as long as they have the struggling there, and that's what's expected of them, they have justification to remain there. And it's and it's it truly it's a, it's really when you think about it, it's really a lack of accountability, because you are accountable for your results. But if you can just say, oh, no, I'm, 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 and I'll use the artist. I mean, I'm an artist and I'm, it's expected for me to struggle. No different than an entrepreneur. How many entrepreneurs have been ta taught that, you know, the first five years you need to be struggling. You know, mm -hmm. you need to be, you need to be making big sacrifices. And you know what? Don't expect a profit before, you know, five years. And you know what? You may have to spend 
copious amounts of time away from your family. So, you know, that, you know, if, if you're not willing to do that, then, you know, don't even bother being an entrepreneur. But I mean, that's the thing, like you go online and you type in, okay, how to start a business. And the first thing you get is all these articles telling you, oh, yes, well, within the first year or so, you're not actually going to succeed. <laughs> it's, it's, it's no different than it's amazing. I, like I'm blown away. Like people don't even realize, like, for instance, teachers are in such a powerful position. And, mm -hmm. and, and this is where, where I love mindset as well, is teachers are in a very powerful position. And I'm talking about scholastic teachers, I'm any type of teacher, you know, ourselves as we sit here. They're in a very powerful position because their words are very, very powerful. You know, it's amazing here to this day. Now, I, I haven't attended university myself, but I have many friends who have. And, and to this day, it's amazing how a university professor on the first day of university, will say, okay, you know, in front, they're in front of, let's say, a group of 300 students, I don't know, 400, whatever, big mm -hmm. mass of students. They say, you know, look to the left and look to the right. In a year's time, one of you won't be here. Like, how do you start the year off like that? Like, why? Well, how do you do that? Like, you, you have installed into my brain yeah. that there's potentially, I might not be good enough. Mm -hmm. Rather than saying, listen, you know what? You know, rather than saying something to the effect of, listen, you've made it here. That's absolutely fantastic. I commend you for being here. Now, if you're diligent enough and consistent enough with what you need to do, you'll have no problem getting through this course. Yeah, but I mean, it's the same like I used to teach uh, French and Spanish. And the thing there was before those kids even entered my classroom, they had their parents and I don't know who else telling them, why you're never going to use those languages you're never going to use french why are you learning it why put effort into it just like you know use it don't don't bother listening to the teacher so i had all these kids coming into my classroom going yeah why are we here i don't know and then just like kicking off all the time so it's so tr <laughs> do we have do we have time for a quick a quick a quick story about languages yeah yeah go ahead <laughs> and it, it, it ties in nicely with adapting when i came to malta like i said i had to learn maltese Mm -hmm. Now, Maltese is it's, it's not the easiest of languages. Okay. It's, it's a combination of many. It's very influenced by Arabic and it's very it's influenced by French. It's influenced by English. There's this there's, there's but very much. But I, so I had to I had to, I had to learn it. And being surrounded by it makes it a lot easier, without a doubt. But while I was at um, uh, what happened in the meantime was so I started here at what we call Form 3, which would be the equivalent of I don't know, grade eight in, in, in the States, whatever, mm -hmm. but form three. And, and I had to start learning Maltese and um, which I consider, and I look back and this is important for anybody listening as well is to look at your successes. I look back and in two years, I managed to get my Maltese, pass my Maltese mm -hmm. exams, whatever I needed to pass in two years. And I look back and I say, that was a big success when I look back now, considering all the changes that there were. But funny enough for me to get, what happened was they changed some regulations during those two years, and for me to get into sixth form, equivalent of college, just for anybody who might be listening, for me to get into sixth form, they made Arabic compulsory. And I'm like, really? 
you have to like i mean you i got smacked in the face having to learn the maltese like and, and in a short period of time and now you've thrown this at me and i was like oh <laughs> but talking about learning when i look back now i go you know these were great lessons in, in yeah. learning to adapt to not go too crazy when something comes up and, and crops up you know and to just say okay how yeah. do we get through this how do we get through this from a language teacher's point of view that would have been just like okay well you've done it in two years you'd prove to yourself you can learn a language so there's no problem for the next one <laughs> okay scene two can a shift in mindset change the outcome Okay, so we all have expectations, whether we're leading the entrepreneurial life, whether we're still working for somebody else. I mean, just going into work every day, we've got some kind of expectation of what's going to happen. Attitude is linked to both the expectation we have of what's going to happen and how we react to the eventual outcome of those expectations. So understandably, changing your attitude is often described as life changing. And this is echoed by self-development experts. Why? Why is it life-changing and how many mindset changes can you have throughout your life that's life-changing? <laughs> the way I look at it is this, is that it, mindset isn't something, you don't arrive there, okay? This is where a lot of people get caught up. You don't arrive at a positive mindset. You, you don't, it's, 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 it, it, is, it is a journey. As much as a cliche as it is, it's a journey. You are continuously. So since 2005, 2004, 2005, I have continuously, it has been a journey, continuously learned more and more. And every single day I make it a point to be reading something, to be hearing something. Because the thing is this, it's like an onion. You, you unpeel a layer, you unpeel a layer, you unpeel another layer. You know, I, you can, I can watch, let's say, a, let's say a motivational movie, for instance, if you want to call it, or a documentary, or whatever it is, and I can listen to it. I can go back to that in two years' time and go, mm-hmm. oh, wow, I never picked up on that before. Why? Because I just wasn't ready for it. It doesn't mean it wasn't said during the movie last time or during the documentary. I just wasn't at that at mm-hmm. that at that frequency yet. I wasn't at that level yet where I was ready to potentially hear that. So you are constantly going to have paradigm shifts throughout your life. Those aha moments where you go, holy crap, now I get it. Now I understand what Ken was saying about, you know, accepting, accepting, you know, change. Can we influence the circumstances around us? Absolutely. And that is absolutely vital because when we start to learn about the way we think, Mm -hmm. we start to realize that we do have an influence on the environment around us. We do have, um, it's just like, (laughs) I had a great mentor of mine once say, you know, it's amazing how someone can walk into a room and completely you know, darken the room. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought you were going to say like lighten it up, but yeah, I know, it. But it's that's true, right. that's true. But completely, <laughs> you know, darken the room with yeah. their energy and obviously the other way around as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and this is how we have our influences because like I said, you know, our essence is the same. This means, because our essence is the same, you know, this means we are all connected. We are all connected. That's why 
um, my actions, my thoughts can have an influence on the people around me. How I can, I can influence, you know, I can make a decision. You know, that's another thing is people making decisions. Mm-hmm. Making decisions that they want to be around certain people or they don't want to be around certain people. That they, mm-hmm. what they're feeding their mind. What are you feeding your mind on a daily basis? Are you feeding your mind with, you know, the type of, of, of you know, university professor that we, we mentioned? <laughs> or are you feeding yourself with stuff that is going to move you forward? That is going to um, give value to your life, or are you constantly, you know, you have the news running, you have some it running in the background. You're constantly, I don't know, reading newspapers, reading stuff that is just a lot of times isn't even the truth, but also it's influencing you in a way that it's it's making you actually look at everything that and and potentially believe that there's a lot of bad around you, whereas mm-hmm. there's. I can guarantee you probably a lot of great things around you mm. as well. You know, long, long, long ago, I had mentioned this as well. I, I, not long ago, we had an issue here. Like they were, they were doing a whole new road, roadway. And, and, and there was an issue because there was a number of trees that needed to be uprooted. Mm-hmm. So some people were protesting and so on. I'm not getting into the merits of that or anything like that. Far from it. But what came, what, what, what came to light for me was this, is that people were mentioning this. And I do my, I honestly do my best to just like, you know, okay, people are going to have their opinions. I get it and all that. But what came to light for me was this. I was driving around and I actually, because people were saying, you know, because there's not enough trees in Malta. We need, you know, we can't ruin. And I was driving around and I actually started to see trees Mm. where I never used to notice them. (laughs) I was like, oh, look, there's trees over there. Yeah. Oh, just look, there's trees. And it just reminded me, you know, it's sort of like a great, you know, parallel with life, a metaphor for life that... You know, you can choose to look where the trees are or you can choose to look where the trees are not. It's 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 really your choice. Just like we said, moving mm. countries, you can choose to see all the good things. You can choose to see all the bad things. And we have an effect on that. Like the way we think absolutely has uh, an effect on the on, on, on the circumstances that start to arise, because as such, we we. We have a we vibrate at a frequency as a human being. We vibrate yeah. at, at a frequency like everything else. So you can vibrate at, uh, like I like to call it at I don't know blame. You can f- vibrate at complain. It's sort of like a radio station, right? So if you tune into a certain station, can you listen to the music of another station? You can't. It's impossible. If you tune into one and expect to listen to to the music of another, you can't. And it's the same thing with us, with our frequency. So if I'm tuning into Complain FM all the time, I can only resonate with Complain FM. So circumstances, people, situations arise that are aligned with that. If I raise my frequency, which in, in, in normal terms we call positive and negative, which are basically lower slower vibrations and higher vibrations. Higher vibrations being more what we call positive, um, uh, negative vibrations being slower. So if I raise my vibration a bit to courage, to hope, to and 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 to and then eventually potentially to joy, love, all these things, and happy, you know, and 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 I raise my vibration to there. And there's ways to do that with the way you think and how you think and what you're feeding your mind. Then, then essentially, situations, circumstances, people start to. Um, be presented to you that are aligned with that. 
Yeah, because I was going to say that it's so important, like the frequency that you vibrate at, that's also going to determine which people you're kind of like attracted to. And that's going to be like a reinforcement thing. Um, Absolutely. And then vice versa, if you, for example, surrounded by loads of people who are like very complaining or negative, or always see the, the worst in everything, then that's going to kind of influence your vibration as it, well, or, you, you or you're just going to feel bad. <laughs> Yeah, and that's re what's really interesting about that is absolutely. So, like I said, as you start to shift your mindset and start to think a little more mm -hmm. differently, again, these situations, circumstances, people start to arise far less. Not that they mm -hmm. won't arise once in a while, because we, again, we are human and we go in and out of these frequencies. And as we learn and we go along, we, we, we can stay longer. And when we do come down, sometimes it's a lot less, it's, it's, it doesn't last. It's amazing how some people can stay in that lower frequency for years. And they're still, they're still talking about what their mother did to them 20 years ago, what their father did to them, what their, you know, my mom gave a bigger piece of cake to my brother 20 years ago. Like, okay, I get it. It happened. But you're bringing it right in front of you every single day. You're reliving it. Do you go to a child? It's it's like it's like going to a, a young child who's just had a nightmare, going next to them, and telling them, "Oh, tell me about the nightmare," rather than yeah. saying, "It's okay, you're safe, you're here now, it's okay, it was just a dream," mm. right? But what do we do as adults? We keep reliving the nightmare, well, because this happened, because this happened, and as you do that, you continue to live it. You continue yeah. to live it. The interesting part as well with regards the circumstances that are around us, as we start to shift the way you think, the way we think, is that sometimes circumstances do arise in our life that aren't the prettiest, that aren't the most favorable. They do happen. But when you have learned how to shift the way you think, what's significantly different now is your reaction if any reaction at all. So rather than, you know, uh, rather than reacting in a way that takes you to anger, that takes you to, which there's nothing wrong with them, you know? I mean, the quickest way to get someone out of depression is to piss them off and take them to anger. Okay. Excuse my French. Yeah. Is <laughs> to take them to anger. When someone is, 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 is feeling depressed, if you get them angry, it's actually a higher frequency than depression. So for, for a while, it's actually going to make them feel better. And then we can take them even further up. Hmm. You've got an interesting job, Ken. <laughs> it, it is. It is. It's an yeah. it's amazing. People are amazing. You know, yeah. people think they're, sometimes people actually, I'm not saying it's not a thing, but sometimes people think they're actually depressed, but sometimes after a session, I mean, or not even, ha sometimes they're laughing right away. And I'm saying like, and if you're mm -hmm. laughing, you're really not depressed. It's just, it's just what goes on people's heads. People create, th this is the thing with circumstances, coming back to circumstance, you start to react in a different way. So something comes up, you, you don't just react, you actually look at it, you observe it, and then you go, okay, what potentially could be the solution here? But some people could react in a way that they, they go totally ballistic. That's a whole different way. Then what are you creating from that? As you go ballistic, what are you aligning with? Are you going to create more circumstances that are going to be aligned with that whereas if i can take a step back look at it and say okay this just happened because it happened okay so how can i move forward from here right so and and you just and you just find ways to find solutions and options different options 
That's, that's really what it boils down to many a time. But we've been taught. Remember, you've learned in certain ways for such a long time that there's unlearning that needs to be done. And then we create new neural pathways in the brain so that, so that you don't react in the same way you usually do and create the stories. People are constantly creating stories in their head that a lot of times aren't even true. Yeah. So, I mean, I think this is maybe you're describing the process that you're also using with your clients in terms of like helping them alleviate their frustrations and teaching them that it doesn't have to be all like doom and gloom when you decide to start your own business. And there is a pivotal moment in actually helping them get to that moment where it's like, okay, things are going right. But actually maybe having that mindset from the start that just look at the, well, not just look at the good, learn from what's going perhaps not as you expect, adapt and then look forward to what's going to, like the good, the good that can come of it. Yeah, you're, you're saying actually very, very well, like you're saying, you're spot on in saying that, actually looking at what is working. This is something that happens with a lot of mm-hmm. entrepreneurs is that they're so focused on what potentially isn't working. And I'm not saying not to look at that, but if you're so focused on what's not working and looking at what's not working, you create more of it. Mm-hmm. When you look at what is working, you're gonna to start to create more of that. And the thing with entrepreneurs, and this is something you mentioned in the very beginning as well, as we were speaking, is, you know, one of the first things, you know, when it comes to the processes, like one of the first things is having an awareness of the fact that you have a thinking process going on. Many don't. They're living their life from one day to another. One day is good. One day is not so good. Another day is great. Another day is not so good. One day is horrible. You know, the the, the thing is this, is that you, you truly need to to just start becoming aware of your thinking process. I mean, awareness is so powerful. It's, it's very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. So once you become aware of that, now you can start to make some changes, right? And yeah. this is where the adapting comes in then. And, and, and you start to make some changes because if you continue doing the same thing you've always done, you're just gonna continue to get the same results as we all know, definition mm-hmm. of insanity. So you, you need to start to make certain changes. And this is essentially what it takes when, you know, the process, you know, it's again, it's ongoing. It's in, it's a journey. What's amazing is that so many entrepreneurs get lost in the lost in the everyday tasks. The, the original idea they started their business for the most part was because they had a great idea. They wanted to present that idea. They wanted to make the money that they believe they deserve to make. And they wanted to have freedom. Mm-hmm. It's a big thing. And then, and this is what you had mentioned in the beginning, then all of a sudden they find themselves working 12, 14, 16 hour days. <laughs> and I'm not saying that those days don't come about sometimes. When it's a very brief time, no problem. But when it becomes the norm and it's you almost expect yourself to work those hours consistently, now things start to get out of balance because they start to go contrary to what your values are, what you started off with. You said you wanted freedom. How is a 16-hour day freedom? So I've got just a question on exactly that, what you've just mentioned, and that is, is it real? Is it true that you don't actually, well, not that you don't have to put the work in, obviously you have to put the work in, but can you have that balance? or? I mean, it just feels like you need to you sacrifice everything to, to gain that freedom. But it's so true what you say. If you're constantly sacrificing, you're maybe never going to gain it. 
Yeah, and even the words, even the word sacrifice, sacrifice means that something's being taken away from you. Yeah. You know, it's something you're, you're, you're giving up something now. And, and I understand how it's used. Can it be true? It, absolutely. Like, and, and it's actually, it's actually really vital, but you have to look at, it's also part of it. And again, that's part of the process. What I go through is you, you, you need to start looking at the whole picture as well, or as much of the picture as you can as well. It's, you know, so you're working 16 hours. One of the one of the first things that I, I get entrepreneurs to do that are actually working these hours like this. And this is only because, again, how we've been taught. For the most part, entrepreneurs have been taught that you need to be taking action. You need to be taking action. You you go to any entrepreneurial event, you read any entrepreneurial book, and they will all say, you need to be taking action. You need to be taking action. And then on top of that, Coming from a lack mentality, a lack mindset rather than an abundant mindset, they tell you that if you're not taking action, someone else is, and they're taking a piece of the pie that you're going to miss out on. I think that's one big thing is the fear that you're going to miss out, that someone's suddenly exactly. going to swoop you... in and take it all away yeah. from you. Now, yeah. the amazing thing is this. When you start to come from an abundant mindset, that proverbial pie of abundance it's, it's never finishes. There isn't a finite amount. Abundance is abundance. If you have abundance and take a slice of abundance away from abundance, <laughs> you're left with abundance. Okay. You, it never finishes. So no one can take anything away from you. The difference is this, and I'm not denying the fact that you need to take action, but one of the first things that I tell entrepreneurs to do that are really going, 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 because that's how we're taught. The first thing I tell them to do Stop. Stop. Because stopping in of itself is an action. You've made the decision to stop. That's an action. You've decided to stop. And why do I want you to stop? It's funny. I'm just about, after I get off here, I'm just about to do a lesson on, on just a very simple lesson. And it's, and it's, and it's really sim as simple as this. Take for the next two weeks, stop for one minute or start your day with one minute in the day and add a minute every single day for the next two weeks so that after two weeks you end up with 15 minutes. So you take one minute where you stay completely quiet. So no internet, no checking emails, no children if you have children, no husband or wife or what, just on your own. Can you do some yoga? <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm on a yoga challenge. <laughs> you can absolutely. Yoga potentially is actually a, a, a form of meditation, right? It's, it's, it's as you're doing it. So, but just completely quiet. And I would say take the minute apart from the yoga, do the yoga still, mm -hmm. but apart from the yoga, just take that one so that you're not thinking about the mm -hmm. movements that you need to be doing. Just want you to, so essentially what you want to do is just quiet the mind as much as possible. You're not even thinking for that minute. Focus on, I don't know, an, an AC or a fan or some sort of white noise or, or just focus on your breathing. If you want to talk about, just focus on your breathing for one minute every day. And then the next minute, the next day, add another minute. And the next day, add another minute. Until at the end of the week, you have, you have 15 minutes of quiet time. Why is this essential? Because it's during that time that potentially you will be inspired. You will be inspired. What do I mean by that? A great idea will pop into your head. 
But so many people, so many entrepreneurs are going, 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 going. They're never stopping. Their mind is never stopping. So they're not allow creating any space for inspiration, for alignment with your higher self, with your, uh, call it whatever you'd like, call it divine, call it God, call it the source, call it source energy, call it John, call it Bob, call it Bill, it doesn't matter. <laughs> There's something bigger than you that is keeping everything together. It doesn't matter, a name, it's just a name. And the name can't give it its, its due, its due um, credit because it's just a name that we use to try to understand it. But, but it gives you a, that opportunity when you quiet your mind gives you an opportunity to tap into that, where everything that you want already is. Everything you want is already there. Remember, every time you have a, a disappointing moment in your life or something is created in your life that you didn't want, at the same time, you are literally creating what you do want. So as you're seeing what you don't want, you automatically launch a desire of what you do want, of what you do want, but that, is in it's in a vibrational mode somewhere in I'll, I'll describe it as a cloud over here now what you want to do with the way you think so that you you vibrate at a frequency is attract that cloud to come towards you you don't even know to go towards it. it's there already ready for you and it just comes towards you and then you start to align with it and then again circumstances situations everything's being done for you but a lot of this it, it we're just not taught. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that goes back into that idea of always on the go, because you think you have to get there, you have to run towards it, you it, and it's constantly going further and further away and you have to catch it. And that's that process. And where that, are you going? Yeah. yeah, where are you going? You don't even know. <laughs> then this is why you have to enjoy the journey. Like, mm -hmm. because again, so many, as cliche as it is, so many entrepreneurs are saying, okay, because I have to arrive at whatever turnover or whatever profit or whatever it is that they need to. And, 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 and so until you get there, have you decided that you're going to be miserable, frustrated, suffering uh, until you actually get there? And then as you're, and during that whole process, you're making everybody around you miserable and suffering and all of that as well, potentially. And then you get there. What's going to change? Because at that point, you're going to go, okay, I got there. And then you're going to go, okay, what's next? And then again, you're going to be striving to get somewhere and you are never going to be happy. Yeah, it's what somebody else told me, that it's like climbing a mountain. You're never going to get to the top. You're going to, you're just never going to get there. I mean, because the, the pinnacle is always going to shift higher and higher and higher. So you're always going to be climbing. <laughs> that's that's it. And and then at one point, like, you know, and again, this has been said many a time, you get there and like, you're just like, okay, I'm on my own here now. Okay, where is everybody? Oh, wait. Oh, oh the kids are 15 and 16 now. Oh, I can't mm. do four. I can't do three-year-old, four-year-old things. And I'm not diminishing anything of what people strive for. Far from it. But it's finding that, that if you want to call it balance, and not balance in the sense that everything is equal and equidistant. No, it varies. There are times when you're going to be putting a certain amount of time into your business without a doubt because that's what's required. But then there's a time when you want to shift it and you're focusing even more so on your relationships or mm -hmm. focusing on, like I said, your family or, or, or the values that are really, really important to you. I remember as when my daughter was born. For, and I was in, uh, you know, I, I used to be in the gym very often. I, I, I competed in bodybuilding. So mm -hmm. it was a very important part of my life for a while. 
and, and, and health is still a very important part of my life. But I remember when my daughter was born, I was like, okay, now this, this is the most important thing in my life, my priorities. And for 12 years, 12 years, I didn't go into a gym. I didn't exercise until I came to a point where I said, you know what? I'm going to be totally useless to my family if I'm sick or dead. And this is, this is what we need to realize, what the, the true, the, the things that are most important to us to keep on with having those being a part of our life as well. And we can do that because when we're inspired, when we're inspired and we, and we get inspiration, things take a lot less time. We become much more efficient when we, when we, when we tap into inspiration. Yeah, totally. Scene three, pivoting and then what? So talking about actually getting to that point and reaching your goal. So you've changed your mindset or maybe you are on that still very on the go mindset, but you reach that point. Now you dispel the idea, as we've discussed, of entrepreneurship being hard, frustrating and time consuming and even unrewarding. But what I'm interested to know now is from your experience, how how do we actually know we're leading up to that pivotal moment? And when perhaps should we change course? Because we're not. <laughs> so there are a lot of people who are living their lives and in front of them, they have a pile of manure. Albeit, albeit they have candy coated it. So it looks like a pile of candy. But in essence, it actually is a pile of manure. And until we are at the point where we're willing to look at ourselves, okay, this can be a pivotal moment on its own, willing to look at ourselves and say, listen, I'm really not happy with these areas of my life, be it my financial, be it my career, be it my relationships, um, be it uh, my health, again, these very important, be it my personal development, be it my spirituality, whatever area of your life that you want to, you want, you need to be willing and honest. This is the part. You got to be honest with yourself, right? And not candy coated. I did that for a long time. Mm. The minute I was willing to be honest with myself and say, okay, this is candy coated, but it, essentially it's a pile of manure. I need to start shoveling this. But the only way to do this is be honest with myself and say, I'm where I am right now. And this is the beauty of the thing. Like I can let anybody off the hook right now and tell you, you are exactly where you are meant to be right now. There are no mistakes. Whether you're going through a difficult time in your life, whether you're going through a great time in your life, whether you're going for mediocre, whatever it is, two things. One, you are exactly where you're meant to be. And the other one, which is a difficult pill to swallow as well, is that you have created it all. And there are many people who will say, no, I didn't create it. Why would I create that? Mm -hmm. You don't even realize how you have created unconsciously. But when you can be honest with yourself and say, okay, I've created this. This is where I am. I accept where I am. And I'm, I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. Now, what do I need to do to start moving forward? Where do I want to go? A lot of people are just going through their life with no, no, no direction as to where they want to go. So noticing for yourself where you would like to go so that you have direction. And once you know where you want to go, then you can say, okay, 
this is what I need to be doing so that I can actually get there. Now, the important part of all of this, again, comes back to the journey. If you can enjoy every single moment along the way with all its struggles, with its difficulties, with its challenges, if you want to call it, whatever they are, but you are enjoying that moment. Now, for me, that starts to border on to like real success in the sense that a challenge comes up and you're able to sway through that manure, if you'd like to say, during that challenge, but still smile. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, it's a challenge. So what? We're on our way because it's part of the journey. You know, remember that really and truly, there's no future. There's no past. It's only the present. <laughs> only this present moment. Yes. We've heard it many a time, yeah. but to live it, that's a bigger challenge because mm -hmm. many times we're thinking about the future. We're going, okay, but yeah. what if this happens? And then what if this happens? Exactly. And what if this happens? And, and oh, oh my God, you know, and, and we're thinking about so many things and 95% of it won't even happen. Mm -hmm. And we're creating all these pictures and all these movies in our head, right? Rather than saying, okay, I'm here right now. And I like to use this recently. I, I was listening to, or I was, I think was listening to Eckhart Tolle and, um, and he said something I thought was really, really, really profound, like in the sense that, when, you know, people often ask about, you know, I want to find my purpose in life and what's my purpose in life. If you really look at things like you have this moment, you only have this moment. My purpose in life right now is to have this conversation with you, Katarina. At this at this, that, that is my sole purpose in life in this moment right now. From here, I move on to something else. That will now be my purpose. And then I will move on to something else, and that will be my purpose. So that I'm giving you my full attention, that whoever I'm with, I'm giving my full attention. And as you do that and become more and more present, your let's say your higher purpose, if you want to call it, will start to unfold itself, will un start to unravel itself, will start to be presented to you itself. Rather than you going and seeking it and looking for it, and all, be present now, because that's what you got. And remember, these moments, you know, you're these, you know, what I said a minute ago, it's done, it's finished. Now we have this moment. The moments make up the hours. The hours make up the days. The days make up the weeks. The weeks make up the months. The months make up the years. The years make up a lifetime. So if I'm as much as possible, learn how to be present in this moment and be, enjoy it, then I'm going to have an enjoyable life with its challenges. Yeah, because I, what just crossed my mind now when you said that was I'm a little bit one of those people who want everything to be perfect. So I, I plan a lot and I wait a lot. Um, I actually did a YouTube video about this, like don't wait until it's too late because sometimes you wait and you wait and you wait and you that perfect moment's just never gonna arrive. The perfect circumstance is just never gonna happen. And the thing that you really wanna do and the thing that you really want, you just need to go after it now in the present because that's the only time you really have. There is no, you that's have absolutely right. no idea of what's in the next hour. or and Absolutely. What's, and what's done is done. There's no going back. That's it. So what's the point? And, and, and if you look at it that in the bigger scheme of things, 
everything is perfect as it is. So mm. the moment is always perfect. Mm. I like that thought. <laughs> How I'll keep yeah. that in mind as I go forward, and and also for like those times when you know you know you're gonna get like a little bit frustrated, a little bit angsty. So, but yeah, just keeping in mind the time. I mean, this has really been very very insightful. Thank you so much, Ken. Like you're My absolute yeah, pleasure. It's been wow, incredible. I'm not, even, I'm not even realizing the time myself. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Just like being conscious of it, and well, we were just talking about the time and the moment, but of course, <laughs> um, I, I've got one last question, and then we're just going to go into like a quick fire round at the end. Sure. Now, coming back to our key question of, you know, is attitude really everything? I mean, I think after anyone's listened to this, it's like, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, coming back to that, and how do you actually find out what will work for you? I mean, once again, anyone listening to this, what you just explained, that sounds perfect to me. <laughs> but yeah, what transformational steps can listeners take today? Like they're really in that state where they want to make a change to dispel the frustration and get closer to the outcome they desire for their creative business. So as creators and artists. Well, as as we've sort of like already um, uh, attested to already, you know, one thing is find quiet time. I absolutely mm -hmm. believe in that. Find quiet time. Um, which means time on your own, just to quiet in your thoughts, not to think even more, but to literally quiet your thoughts so you can create some gaps so you can allow inspiration to come in. It's practice like anything else. Um, uh, another thing is look at all the great things in your life. Look at it. gratitude, appreciation is a wonderful thing. Start your day with appreciation and gratitude for whatever it is. I, I suggest someone actually starting a, a, a journal and just writing in your journal every morning. Listen, I'm grateful for the bed I slept in. I'm grateful for the roof I have over my head. I'm grateful for the wa running water that I have. I'm grateful for whatever it is that you can find to be grateful. You'd be amazed at how many things that we, we start to take for granted. And the only reason that we do this, because this will automatically raise our vibration that we were talking about, and it will set the tone for the day. Because if you set the tone with appreciation, then you're opening the doors for the universe to tell you here, let me give you some more stuff to be appreciative of. And you're just you're just setting the tone for, for that. So for definitely appreciation and gratitude without a doubt, I would say is be a really easy thing to be able mm -hmm. to start off with and do. And and you know, look at the different areas of your life. That's the other thing I would suggest. Look at the different areas of your life. You know, like I said, career, wealth and that. Look at the things that are working. Look at the things in within those different areas that you'd like to improve. And and how would that look when when they do improve? And it's amazing how sometimes when we feel, let me use this example, maybe people can understand this. Um, it's how when we feel unappreciated, for instance, um, it's, it's really important to look at ourselves and say, if I'm feeling unappreciated, am I appreciating others enough? to look at ourselves okay so that then i take i take i take a, a a decision to say you know what if i'm feeling unappreciated let me start with myself being appreciative of others and mm -hmm. go about your day and go about your week being appreciative of others and start to see what changes and start to see what happens okay those would yeah. be my suggestions well, a very, very good point you made about the appreciation. And I think it's so important. We That's another thing we just take for granted, um, saying thank you and ac acknowledging when someone's maybe put in more than it, they, they should have 
like more time, more effort, and that goes a long way. And then just on what you mentioned about um, finding out what you're grateful for, because in the yoga practice that I'm now, like I say, I'm doing 30 days of yoga straight. Um, there's always the one thing that she keeps saying in every single practice, which is think of three things you are grateful for. And what I want to add to that, yes, think of those three things. And maybe if those three things reoccur and you're grateful for them, then it's look fun. at those, look at those three things that you're so grateful for. Look if it's like in the right place, can you improve them? And that's usually a good measure by which to make other decisions if you need to make a major change, for example, in your life. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Now <laughs> to end our episode. Well, before that, thank you once again. And gosh, this was incredible. So thank you, Ken. My pleasure, my absolute pleasure. Where can people find out more about you or any resource you have for them or your services? Sure, no problem whatsoever. Though there's, 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 uh, what I want to offer your listeners right now is a, a free consumer educational guide mm -hmm. um, that they can opt into. Um, and to do that, all they have to do is go to SuccessfulEntrepreneurNow.com. Mm -hmm. And um, they can just opt in there and they'll get a free uh, consumer educational guide and you'll learn about some stuff that we've spoken about here, but there's more stuff there as well. Um, uh, and if someone would like to get in touch with me personally, they can do that by sending an email to uh, coachmenowken at gmail.com. And just for any listeners who might be interested, I do offer a, a, a program um, which is a 12-month program, which is called the Inside Lane. So if they do get in touch with me by email, I can give them more information about that. Um, uh, it, like I said, it's a 12-month program because I take people through a whole process because I don't want it to be a Band-Aid. I want them to be able to mm -hmm. actually, after the 12 months, be able to live their lives. And it'll happen a lot quicker. I've had, I've had people come to the program within three weeks, shift their career basically, um, because they yeah. saw that they, what they were doing just wasn't aligned with their values. And you start to learn about these things very quickly. I'm not saying that everyone's going to shift their career, yeah. far from it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if they want to learn more about that, absolutely get in touch with me by email at coachmenowken at gmail.com. Wow, this was awesome once again. Thank you so, so much. Absolute pleasure. And now... The answer to life, the universe and everything, round 42. So it's the end of the world. <laughs> it's the end of the world. Oh, it is. In a world. <laughs> a few of us survive because we have this mindset. Which mindset is it? A few of us survive because we have this mindset of being in the moment, of being, of being present. Love it. Daily life in Malta in five words or a short sentence. Five words for me. See, coffee, good socializing, so like good company, that's four words, and fun. Oh, <laughs> sounds like a place I want to go to, especially like coffee. It's got all the things I like. <laughs> and <laughs> what important truth do very few people agree with you on? That your life doesn't have to be a struggle, a continuous struggle. That mm. life, life can be fun, fulfilling, and inspirational. Mm -hmm. Many resist that. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's a little trophy that we want to hold on to. <laughs> I'm struggling. Yay. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what would you do tomorrow if you were 20% braver? This is a really weird, like, I, 
if I was 20% braver, I would tomorrow, I'd probably start my own podcast. Oh, okay. If I'd, I was braver, I'm not brave enough yet. I'd highly encourage you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a lot to share. That's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Now, I've got something to give to you guys. If you want to get started in podcasting with maximum reach and impact, I've got a nifty roadmap that will show you exactly how to do it. This roadmap also includes what you need to make really good videos, blog posts, and social media posts all on one page. You can do this together with a podcast or separately. To get your roadmap, head over to my website, creatorsabroad.com forward slash roadmap. And then just one last reminder, I rely on all of you to spread the word about Creators Abroad, about our mission and the work that we do. So if you want to support the show in a really simple way, simply hit the follow button or find me on Instagram at creators.abroad. You can also leave a rating and review on Apple. But more than anything, join me next time for more narrative journeys of Creators Abroad. Excellent.